good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, live from Macho Horos uh, Studios, Wendy, the place where you take blue clay from here in Minnesota and Minneapolis and Twin Cities. Hey, Kudagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues. And human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, we've had a heck of a week shows here. It's been a jamming week as always, and uh, we're winding it down here with uh, State Senator Mary Kunish, who comes in with uh, always some great reports, and also mm-hmm. we're going to have Fun Fact uh, Friday with you, Wendy. Uh, and But we want to start here with the news that you don't hear anywhere else. So let's get going here with Ogama with the news. Oh. Hey, Buju, everybody. This is Ogama Ganuakwe, and I am a member of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota, and I have some news and information for you here on Native Roots Radio. Can you hear me better now? All right. I hope that's the case because uh, that was not initially at a volume where it needed to be. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about for news today is uh, uh, kind of local here to Minnesota uh, in the Duluth area. Uh, both the Duluth News Tribune and the Brainerd Dispatch reports that human remains, which have been determined to be indigenous, have been found during the construction of the Twin Ports Interchange, uh, which has now paused work in one area of the project. On February 14th, there was a report of a possible human bone in a construction area of the Lincoln Park neighborhood where Highway 53, um, also known as the Twin Ports Interchange between Duluth and Twin Ports, uh, is being rebuilt. And the Duluth Police Department responded. There was also an archaeologist that was on scene when the officers arrived and stated that the bone is a partial jaw bone. And um, the medical examiner's office office was also consulted, as well as the Fond du Lac Band, uh, which who was advised to collect the bone. Officials at the Minnesota Department of Transportation and other agencies were intentionally vague about what was found, initially stating uh, that there was state and federal laws that needed to be followed. Uh, initially, they just said that... Um, culturally sensitive material has been found uh, from a MnDOT related project. Um, This so far um, on the Interstate 35 US Highway 53 and Interstate 535 interchange is so far the only thing that's been found. Um, And they believe that nothing was found during the highway's original construction dating back in the 1960s and 70s, Um, at least according to uh, Minnesota agencies. Um, To their knowledge, they don't believe that anything was found at that time. This discovery has triggered what they call an unanticipated discovery plan, uh, which was developed apparently ahead of construction uh, through consultation with Ojibwe and Dakota nations. They don't list who those nations were or what the um, consultation plan looked like, uh, but under the plan, uh, work in the area where the finding is is stopped to avoid any additional possible burial disturbances and then there's also bolstered security as well as um, other agencies and tribal nations um, informed so as of right now they don't know if that discovery is going to change the project timeline or the design of the um the Twin Ports Interchange Project, um, or how it's going to impact the schedule um, just for now that it has been paused um, in that area and other areas construction is still going. Um, Right now, they have determined this um, human remains that were found to not be a crime scene. Um, And they believe that it is the remains of um, either a settler or an American Indian. Um, And at some point, they have confirmed that the burial is somebody who is indigenous or an American Indian. And um, archaeological work is being done to see if there are other burial burial sites or um, 
artifacts nearby. So this is really, um, I think, something that I, I don't know that people talk about enough. You know, how many burial grounds of how many nations have been disturbed, desecrated, um, moved, um, those types of things, just simply to make room for a highway or some other project, um, not just here in Minnesota, but um, throughout the throughout the nation. Uh, the Brainerd Dispatch article uh, cites a, an event that happened in 2018 saying that there were several empty lidless wooden coffins and possible human bones that were found along Arlington Avenue um, during an archaeological exploration uh, in St. Louis County Road project in the area. So um, this is not the first time that that's happened. There's also been some remnants that have been left behind from a grave relocation project near Greenwood Cemetery down in St. Louis County as well, or up in St. Louis County rather, um, where about 5,000 people um, were buried and uh, had to be relocated. So um, both indigenous and non-indigenous uh, burial movement to make room for highways and byways and all of those things. And, you know, I just wonder how many of those things have been desecrated over time. So um, interesting. And, um, you know, our prayers are up for that relative whose, uh, whose remains were found and hoping that they can get um, peace in, in this situation. Uh, well, you know what really interested me about that story is that uh, I remember they were trying to do a splash park in uh, Mounds uh, Mounds Park yes. here in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but what was crazy is that at one time there were hundreds of mounds there, not just three. And so that's why the whole area over there is very sacred, even though they wanted to put a splash park there. So we deal with this uh, desecration of our... Uh, of our burial grounds all the time so that's a really interesting uh, piece you just wrote red red yeah well and you know mounds park um has officially been you know labeled for what it is which is a cemetery you know the our, our dead are buried there and that's not a place where you put a splash pad or you go to you know enjoy a nice summer meal out on the grass i mean maybe maybe some people do but i don't know of anybody that you know packs their family up and goes to a splash pad at a graveyard and um you know having that respect for indigenous people and and i and i'm glad that the state of minnesota is taking those those precautions um to do some of this work um in this case but yeah it's been a long-standing problem for native people everywhere and um, you know, Native people who have been returned to the earth. Um, speaking of Native people who have been returned to the earth, uh, Nicole Mann uh, is returning from space, <laughs> returning back to earth, which is so exciting. Uh, Nicole Mann is the first Native American woman in space, um, and she spent six months aboard the International Space, Sa space Station, uh, which was flown uh, by NASA, and it's time for her and the SpaceX Crew-5 to return to earth. They will be uh, returning to uh, the earth in on saturday tomorrow um they think it'll be about a nine hour journey from the orbiting laboratory um for um her and uh nasa astronaut john cassada as well as uh koichi wakata and uh rose Gamos, uh cosmonaut Anna Kikina. So, uh, very diverse crew that's been there. Um, they did arrive uh, back at that space station on uh, March 3rd, and the 11 crew members have um, been in orbit for the last week. The 11 crew members they went to train. So, so exciting to see that Nicole Mann's going to be um, splashing down, uh, as they call it, off of the uh, coast of Florida and the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, those are the targeted landing zones. There's one of seven um, in that area, and they're set to splash down at 9.19 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Saturday. So make sure you're watching uh, NASA's pages to uh, watch the first Native American woman in space return home. Yeah, awesome. Hey, Pina Gigi Ogama for the news. Uh, reminds me, uh, Wendy, we have to spring forward. Or is it fall back? No, it's spring forward. Spring we're gonna lose forward. An, we're going to lose an hour here. So That's okay. It's going to be lighter out now. Will younger, I, later, Will I be later. older or younger? You're going to be an hour older. Whoa, okay, that stinks. Um, hey, you're listening to Native Brits Radio Presents I'm Awake. Up, na up next, State Senator Mary Kunish. Stay with us. Oh,
Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. Learn more about how Democrats are standing up for working families and small businesses at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by Minnesota AFL-CIO. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Speaking of justice and uh, other things, we have State Senator Mary Kunish on, and we're really excited. Mary, I saw you, uh, I saw you uh, at the Capitol yesterday, and it was a very uh, celebratory uh, action in the House of Representatives' house, and I saw you, uh, I don't want to say lurking around, but you were definitely there for a purpose, <laughs> and uh, it was great to see you, and there's so much stuff going on, and uh, you know, Wendy and I were talking that we should probably try and get you on a day early if that ever works in your schedule because one of the things that we do uh, is we play the best of um, on all the other 11 stations across the country. And you don't make the best of because we do that Thursday night. And we really were talking about, wow, we got to ask Mary if she has the capacity to do a different day because... Uh, your reports have been so inspiring and awesome. But anyways, I'm talking too much. Welcome, State Senator Mary Kunish. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, yes, this is uh, Mary Kunish, State Senator in Minnesota, and happy to be here with you this evening. Thank you so much. Uh, tell, Give us an update. Uh, a lot of great things happening at the Capitol and a lot of bills being seen and, uh, and uh, a lot of things happening. Yes. Lots of good things happening. Um, well, uh, you when you saw me lurking in the Minnesota <laughs> House of Representatives, I was there to witness um, our House members, uh, specifically Heather Keeler, who is the author of the Minnesota Indian Family Preservation Act, the um, <clears throat> improvements that were we are put in place uh, in Minnesota. Uh, she was um, moving her bill off of the House floor and along with Jamie Becker Finn and Alicia Koslowski, our three Native women who serve in the Minnesota House of Representatives. It was a, it was a team effort over there. They passed it off the Minnesota House. Um, I had passed it off the Senate floor um, maybe a week or so ago 
So now that bill is ready to go to the governor and ensure that we have those protections in place just in case um, ICWA should happen to go away at the federal level. And that was uh, that was something that was really important to us to get that done as soon as we could within the legislature, just because we didn't know when the um, when the um, the decision was going to come down at that federal level. So that's why I went over to the House. I snuck out of one of my committees and then had to <laughs> run back over to vote on a on a bill. But I'm very proud of those three uh, uh, women and the work that they've done in the House. It's good to have partners in both of the bodies. Yeah. But what else have we been doing? Um, we didn't haven't passed any big bills off the House in the Minnesota Senate, but I did have the final hearing on the um, the opportunity to put on the ballot next year, 2024, the Minnesota um, general election ballot, the question about um, you know the Equal Rights Amendment. And uh, it's really important that we also get that passed uh, as soon as we can so that um, we have the, uh, the ability to educate the people here in Minnesota around, um, about, around um, that ballot. Because what we want to do is take the question of equality to the people of Minnesota. And so they would have to vote yes or no on the ballot. Um, and the, 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 the language of the bill of the Equal Rights Amendment has evolved a little bit. And uh, um, the bill that I'm carrying, the ERA bill that I'm carrying, states equality under the law shall not be abridged or denied by this state or any of its cities, its counties, or other political subdivisions on account of race, color, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin. Um, it's a lot more expansive than the than the statement that um, you know women have been fighting for for over 100 years, 140 years, but we wanted to make sure it's really inclusive. So I've taken it through the process in the uh, Minnesota Senate. I've had some pushback from our Republicans uh, wondering why we aren't using the word religion rather uh, and using the word creed. Uh, and for me, my explanation is creed is much more uh, in encompassing. It's broader yeah. and more inclusive than just the word religion, because not everybody looks at their spiritual nature as a religion. Um, and they found fault with that. Uh, <laughs> gender and gender identity, they weren't quite sure about that. But uh, hopefully that the time we get it passed and onto the floor of the Senate, we'll be able to um, help them understand the definitions and the viewpoints of, of those words within that, uh, the context of the ERA. So that was one of the big things that, that I got done this, this week. Um, I did sign my hundredth bill as an wow. author this week, Wow! <laughs> which is, yeah, yeah. Um, it, at, I mean, I know when I when it got when we got to 30, I was telling my assistant, like, we really need to slow down here. I'm not going to be able to handle all of these bills. And then it got to climb to 50. And I'm like, really, let's put the brakes on. He's like, yeah, well, this is this is a lot of work. And then, you know, after that, it was like, you know what, 50, 71, 83. What is what's the difference? So. We have a lot of help at the legislature to ensure that um, that I'm well briefed and understand the bills and that when we um, are hearing them in committees that we have expert testifiers there. So that is making it a lot easier um, and just doing a lot of lot of good work in the in this in the um, legislature at the Minnesota um, uh, in the Minnesota legislature. So, yeah, busy week. Uh -huh. Well, you know, I just want to back up a second, too, and one of the things that really struck me when I was down in the Capitol yesterday, uh, besides uh, taking uh, talk or 
or pointing you out and seeing you, which was awesome, was that our allies, like our own Dave Pinto here, uh, spoke very well with with the bill, uh, with uh, Representative Kaler's bill, and uh, that really excites me. And our our white allies are there, and then the bill was um, unanimous, so there was good. Uh, yeah. There was good talk about it, good positive talk about how this affects uh, our our children and how we need to, you know, just the things that were said was just uh, really educational. It was always fun. Wendy was down there, too, for something else. And it's just we were just saying yesterday how fun it is just to go down there um, and see see you guys in action. Yeah, I mean, anybody can come down into our state capitol and watch the different um, committee hearings. Uh, You can go online and just like Google Minnesota Senate committee hearings and you'll see a schedule of all the different committees and the bills that will be being heard on that day or that week. And um, it's a fascinating place to, uh, to hang out. We've had a lot of kids come through, which is absolutely wonderful. I know um, as the chair of uh, in, uh, uh, education finance with the responsibility of the the second largest budget in the state, um, I, I made it very clear in the very beginning of the, um, the session that we wanted to make sure that the voice of our students and the viewpoint of our students and teachers Uh, We're going to guide us in the work that we're doing. And so um, I think they got that message and we've had more and more kids. Oh, I know. The other one is we had a group of students um, come in with um, uh, to testify on ensuring that they can wear or have um, sacred tobacco in their pouches around their necks in school. Because tobacco is not allowed in on the grounds of schools, but when I explained to you know the the legislators, both Dems and Repo- and Republican, you know the significance of it, and then really I had a little pouch with um, some tobacco in it, and they understood that this is not you know this is not a big deal. It's a big deal to our us and our kids. But in the general picture of the day, it's not consumable tobacco. And so we had the full support in that committee for that. So it really mm-hmm. were the it was the voices of those students that I think moved the legislators to understand it so well. Well, and it's great to have you there and explain things because there's people that, you know, one of the representatives I, I heard, which was really interesting, he was, what he said was, every day I learn something. So to stay uh, teachable and learning is, is a, a great attribute for a lot of our representatives in this state. And that was exciting to hear that, Mary, that... Uh, yeah. People are listening and people are, you know, uh, ta- listening about what what we need and what and what we do and who we are and are learning. And, you know, you talking about the eagle feather and the tobacco, it's just, uh, you know, graduation with the beaded, you know, hats and things like that just uh, are really, really important. Can you stay with us another segment? You bet. All right, awesome. Hey, we're listening, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back with State Senator Mary Kunish. Stay with us. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. Learn more about how Democrats are standing up for working families and small businesses at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by Minnesota AFL-CIO. Hey, Twin Cities, Latunji with Latunji's Palette Bakery and Cafe, located at 1400 Park Avenue South in the Elliott Park community. We invite you to discover the best peach cobbler, coffee, soups, salads, and sandwiches in the Twin Cities. And also, you can find my delectable treats at North Market Grocery Store, Annex Farmer's Market, Plant-Based Pop-Up, Bobby and Steve's, Handsome Hog, and our website, latunjispalette.com. That's latunjispalette.com. 
Hi, Minneapolis. This is Randy Rhodes. Listen to me. Weeknights, 10 to midnight, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. If you've got vinyl in good condition and don't want it anymore, the Electric Fetus is the place to bring it. Get cash for your good quality used vinyl or get 50% more if you choose store credit. Electric Fetus is open 10 to 6 Tuesday through Saturday and 11 to 6 on Sunday. They're closed on Monday. Find the Electric Fetus at 2000 4th Avenue South in Minneapolis and online at electricfetus.com. That's electricfetus.com. Hey, it's Patrick. It's March, and believe it or not, it's almost time for spring cleaning. You're not the only one who's tired of winter this year because your carpets and air ducts are too. Think about the dust, dander, and bacteria living and breeding in your carpet, upholstery, air ducts, and more with nowhere to go. There's only one real way to get rid of that gunk in your home, and that's by calling our cleaning heroes at Zero Res. With Zero Res's platinum-rated cleaning systems and patented ZR water, they will extract all that nasty out of your home, and it will look and smell like a home should. And with the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee, you know they will take care of you. This month, get three rooms Zero Resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at $129. And take $75 off your air duct cleaning as well to get that true spring cleaning feel. Call 952-ZERO-RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com right now and say you want the AM950 special. ZERO-RES. We're facing into some of the greatest challenges the world has faced in decades. How do we address this great transformation in how we deal with land, how we engage with people, how we produce enough food but produce it just and regeneratively, and how do we do that at a time of social, economic, and climatic emergency? Attend the Regenerative Agriculture and Food Systems Summit in Chicago on March 28th and 29th. This summit brings together farmers, food and beverage brands, and stakeholders with one unified mission, to accelerate the transition to regenerative agriculture. Together, we can build a more abundant and resilient food system for generations to come. For more information, go to Regenerative Agriculture Summit USA. Enter the code FOODFREEDOM10 for a 10% discount. That's 10% off with Food Freedom 10. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 28, then snow expected Saturday with a high around 32. The Tungis Palette is a social enterprise business built with purpose and fortified with love. Discover the best peach cobbler in the world at Latungi's Palette, 1400 Park Avenue South in Minneapolis. Visit the website at latungispalette.com. This is Winona LaDuce of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Yes, they are. Thank you, uh, Wendy. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, Wendy, and I know you have uh, a, a question. I have a question, Senator Kunish. I was at the state capitol yesterday, and I was um, in the audience hearing a bill that was being presented and I was there in support of the bill um, but there was some opposition about the bill and the bill was tabled what does tabled mean do you know oh I think you're muted yep there I was um, <laughs> when a bill is tabled um, it's like they're laying it on the table which means we're just going to put it aside for right now. We're not going to move it on to the next uh, committee or to the next hearing. They might not have finished the conversation or the debate yet, or there might be issues with the bill that they want to address. And then, and then they'll come back and they'll vote to take it off of the table and then readdress the bill. So uh, it, it, it probably needs some uh, more debate or mm -hmm. it might need um, some fixes or some amendments before it moves on to the next committee. I see. You know, it's really amazing and astonishing about how really complicated it is to, you know, write a bill, get a bill heard, 
even get a hearing. It's mm-hmm. and for the whole process. It's it's really daunting in my eyes. I don't know if that's if it's daunting in your eyes since you've been doing this for so long. And she's done a hundred bills. It's amazing. <laughs> it is so astonishing. So now I'm going to be back at the Capitol next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. This was a Senate hearing I was at for this particular bill. The bill is going to be heard again on Wednesday in the House. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. does that mean that it's off the table now? <clears throat> no. The so a bill has to have um, has to be present in both the House and the Senate in both mm-hmm. bodies of the legislature. So when I uh, when I author a bill. I need to find an author over in the house mm-hmm. and it has to go through the series of, um, of um, committees as well. So if the bill is a, like a policy only bill uh, to say that we will outlaw um, uh, hunting wolves forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a, that's a policy bill. But if it's a, uh, um, we will outlaw wolves, but um, mm, let's see how should we, oh, I know like if the, if it's like um, uh, wolves cause the death of uh, farm animals. So we won't outlaw wolves, you know, the shooting of wolves, but we will compensate farmers for their lost stock when a wolf kills them. Mm-hmm. So that's policy and finance because there's a policy and money connected. Oh, so I then see. some of them have to go to policy bills. Some of them have to go to finance bills um, or uh, hearings. It is complicated, and I still don't know a lot of it. But fortunately, we have a lot of folks that that help us with that process. Mm-hmm. I know. And the- then it has to be heard in the house before a certain deadline it has to be heard in the senate before a certain deadline and then um at the end towards the end of session uh we have what we call conference committees and the house puts all their bills forward and this in it within committees puts their bills forward um the senate does theirs within the their committees and then we have to meld them together we have to agree on the same bills for the same um for the same amount of money, and then um, then we send those to the governor, and the governor pretty much has to agree too. So um, it's a process, and if at any point the House agrees, the Senate agrees, and the governor agrees, then we would take that those bills to the floor of our perspective bodies, hear it on the floor, send it to the governor for signature. Mm. it's very complicated yeah. and it's it's exciting and when you said you have people that know uh, in my work too as a legislator for ho-chunk nation we lean heavily on our lawyers and our aides uh big time because mm-hmm. yeah uh, there's a lot of experts out there that know way more than i do but also can uh, educate more. me <laughs> yeah educate me i'm and wondering if young I'm wondering if young Zoe uh, has any questions because she's got that political uh, bloodline going. Zoe, do you have any questions for the state senator or statements? Um, it's probably something you've talked about before on here, but um, trying to understand more of what you do at the Capitol, um, Senator, what does like a normal day look like for you? Or like what, what did yesterday look like for you? Maybe that wasn't as normal of a day, but... Well, um, yeah, it's hard to say a normal day, but my first, uh, my committee meets at 8.30 in the morning on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so I hear education finance bills for two hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. And then um, I have meetings in between and we usually have... um, we have a session where we're on the floor of the Senate, and that starts around 1130 uh, on the days that we have session. And that can go anywhere from half an hour if there's nothing we're working on on the, on the floor to, you know, one of the bills took 19 hours to, to get it passed. Wow. Um, and then 
So we have session, then I usually go back and have meetings with people that want to talk to me about their bills or about issues in the legislature. And then I have the I have another committee I sit on, uh, education pol policy. And I also sit on environment, climate, and uh, environment, climate, and legacy. That's another one. And then I sit on the egg and climate uh, committee. So on any given day, I could start at 8.30 in the morning and not until easily 5.30. And then we might have caucus, which is where our all the senators meet and we talk about what's going on. Or I might have just more meetings going on too. And I have to figure out the bills that I'm presenting for the next day or for the week. So I have to be prepped on that. Um, it's just, so it's, it's, it's busy, busy, busy. It's go, go, go. But I will tell you, Wednesday was a, a lovely day. Wednesday was um, International Women's Day. Yeah. And so we had some really great things going on at the Capitol around that. But two other things happened uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the day. My sister and I think you've met her before. My yeah. sister Patrice was confirmed as the commissioner of the wow. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services wow. uh, in wow. the administration for Native Americans. Right so on. she's going back to Washington, D.C., Mm -hmm. And uh, she will be with uh, working in the Biden administration on health and human service issues for American Indians at the federal level. I also have I already have a couple of assignments for her. <laughs> um, but, you know, she served on the Biden admin or the Obama administration as well. So she's excited to get back out there for that. And then mm -hmm. that evening, I went over to St. Kate's and listened to Louise Erdrich uh, speak about uh, the history of our American Indians, but also of her family and her father, who was the inspiration for her book, The Watchman. And wow. it was just a lovely, it was just a great day all around, uh, both to have that happen for my sister and then to listen to um, Louise Erdrich talk about you know, the importance of, of our ancestors and how they influence us to this day. And I, I certainly feel that when I'm doing the work at the legislature and elsewhere. Well, you know, we've had your sister on uh, quite a few times over the six years, and uh, we're really excited. And um, maybe I can get her to get me an autographed picture of the president or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, well-deserved congratulations. Yes. Absolutely, Mary. That's you must big. be very proud of your sister. Is she your younger yeah. or older sister? She is a year and a week older than me, so oh, just a okay. little bit older. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You That's know, wonderful. Yeah. You know what I was going to ask Thank you, Wendy, you. or, or uh, Mary, I was going to ask you, uh, 10 years ago, you were teaching, you know, you were in the school, and would you ever have thunk that you'd be at this position right now, first representative and then uh, state senator of this great state of Minnesota? I mean... <laughs> 10 years ago, no. No. Um, you know, I was elected into the Minnesota House seven years ago so mm -hmm. maybe eight years ago i thought i would be able to do it but no 10 years ago um just like wendy um i was very intimidated and daunted by elected officials and what was going on at the capitol but i always say you know i i for 20 years i was at the elementary level and when I decided to go to teach in middle school, people are like, oh, why do you want to go there? Those middle school kids, they're, <laughs> they're just trouble. And, you know, there's so much work. And I got there and somebody said, how's it going? And I said, oh, these middle schoolers are just elementary kids in a bigger body. You know, and um, get to the, to the Capitol and people are like, well, how is it? What's it? Is it different than teaching? I'm like. Man alive, these legislators are just middle school kids in a bigger body. And that's really and truly the truth of it. I mean, the drama yeah. and the, you know, posturing and uh, for some, the constant need for attention. Look at me. Listen to me. Oh, my gosh. It's just like 
I, I sometimes I just sit there and like I feel like I am in a middle school classroom right yeah. now. <laughs> well, especially when uh, the Republicans are running the Senate and we weren't getting anything done. Now it's just a uh, yeah. uh, all these great things that are happening and and things that are important. And one yeah. of the fun things uh, we we saw our representative Pinto uh, a week or so ago, and is that you know you guys can multitask. You know, people are worried about what we guys are doing, but you can multitask and do many things. And with this opportunity we have is with the trifecta. Yeah, when you go from zero to something, it might feel like the wind is blowing in our hair, but zero to a lot is just a great, great feeling. Wow. Great way to end the segment. State Senator Mary Kunish, thank you so, so much for these great updates and all the work you do for the state of Minnesota. Pina Gigi. It is my pleasure, and I just want to say Wopi La Tonka and Chimigwich to all of you who get the information out to the public. I mean, knowledge is power, and we know it. Right on. Hey, up next, uh, we got Wendy with our sacred animal section. Stay with us. Oh, uh, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. The Senior Linkage Line is a free statewide service of the Minnesota Board on Aging in partnership with Trellis. I have volunteered with seniors nearly 15 years working alongside their compassionate team. I am honored to partner with Trellis as we help our elders find housing, compare costs of Medicare prescriptions, and learn how to avoid fraud and scams targeting seniors. We help our elders optimize well-being as they age, and we can help you too. Reach out today at trellisconnects.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. I am Oshawashko Gizig. I'm from Red Lake Nation, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. That didn't sound like four people. Oh, <laughs> hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy, we've uh, got you out of retirement. It seems like you've been on three times this week. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's a fun Friday, so it's fun. <laughs> right on. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, you are a woman's, are our animal advocate, and you've been on the show for almost seven years, mm. uh, and we've been learning so much uh, from you over the years, and so let's have some fun on Fun Friday. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani, and that means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of 
of the United States and I work on animal issues at the local and state level and I'm always happy to do that. As I was telling Senator Kunish next week, I will be back at the state capitol again uh, just to support two bills that we're working on. If anybody wants to come down, you could check the schedule and come on down in support of them. So I'm really uh, happy about that. We're going to be hearing the puppy mill uh, store you mean <laughs> and lucy's here because it's the sacred animal section Jeez. uh yes we'll be hearing um that and we'll be hearing another bill another humane bill that i'm excited about but uh today's fun fact friday so we're just gonna kind of go with that robert and yeah. i have i have that list of 300 amazing animal facts and i'm going from 300 to one we're going backwards oh. and i think that we left off at like 270 but i think we might have heard it so you you'll have to let me know sometimes um I can't remember if I said it or not, but a, ma a male gorilla yeah. can eat 40 pounds of food a day. I felt like I did that yesterday. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no. I did, but, yeah. but then today I didn't eat much. Yeah. So starfish don't die of old age. I'm going to look that up and see, because that's all it says. It doesn't give any, like, exclamation. Ex to be continued. To be continued. Starfish Jesus. don't die of old age. So if they weren't eaten by another animal or a fish or they're like me. They're something, live. maybe they could live forever. I, I don't know. Gonna I'm going to have to look that up. I was going to say, they're going to be like me and live forever. Yeah. And starfish, you know, people sometimes find them. They're very um, unusual animals, and they're important for for the sea. So if you find a starfish on the beach, throw them back in the water. Uh, tigers can see six times better at night than humans. That's why you don't want to be walking around in the, you know, where there's tigers cause at night, especially because they could really see you. Do you have any idea, any of any of you guys, Zoe, Ogama, Robert, um, uh -huh. a group of frogs, and no Googling, a group of frogs is called what? A frog, frog group. For group. <laughs> a frog group. A frog group. For groupa. Is yeah. it a ribbit? That's a good, that's <laughs> a good, a ribbit, that's a good. A, a group of frogs is called an army. Oh, boo. Oh, I think I did hear that one a long time ago, now that you say it. It's yeah. terrifying to think of. Yeah, I don't really like that name. They should change that. Both male and female caribou grow antlers. Robert, did you know horses cannot vomit? Wow. Again, I'd like to find out what happens to their digestive system, but that's the only fact I have right now. Horses can't vomit. Cheetahs, cheetahs were trained by men for hunting as long as 3000 BC. What? Cheetahs, cheetahs yeah. were trained by men for hunting as long as 3000 BC. So I guess so they had cheetah armies. Cheetahs and put them on leashes and use them for hunting. That's another thing I'll have to look up. Oh, these fun facts are uh, vague facts. They're very vague. vague these are fun, vague Friday, Friday facts. <laughs> Jeez. Crocodiles have brains no larger than a cigar. Oh. I think that's it. Yeah, that's not good because if you have a a small brain, I don't think you're very smart. Well, we used to call people pea brains. Well, I remember uh, Chihuahuas have one of the biggest brains of all dogs in comparison to their body size. So they have like the same, even a bigger brain than a St. Bernard, as, you know, as far as their body is concerned. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the scales of a crocodile are made of keratin, which is the same substance that hooves and fingernails are made of. Wow. Oh, here's the one I missed. Crocodile, cro this is, explains their small cigar brain. <laughs> Crocodiles eat stones. Uh, that, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> African elephants only have four teeth to chew their food with. 
It's all they need. They're big ones, I bet. I bet you they're very big teeth, right? <laughs> yeah. Goats and octopus, their pupils are rectangular. Octopi. Do you remember when we, yeah, we went and we saw the goats at the sanctuary? I actually have the, t the shirt on. S say it. And they have a uh, little acorn sanctuary in Northfield, Minnesota. Yeah, we went there and we saw they had goats there and their eyes are rectangular rectangular so it's kind of weird how they um look at you like that because you know it's not like a regular eyeball <laughs> uh, the average dolphin eats one third of its weight of on f of food each day okay you have to have a calculator if you're a dolphin then Is i guess so saying? i i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how they figure all this stuff out apiphobia Apiphobia <laughs> yeah. is a fear of bees. Oh, you should have asked everybody. Oh, I should. A beaver's teeth never stop growing. I guess, you know, because they, they're always chewing, so it kind of files them down. There's other animals that teeth keep growing. I think like squirrels and hamsters, their Ooh. teeth keep growing, Whoa, too. Well, when I got veneers, my teeth <laughs> grew a little, little bit there, too. It was hard to play the trumpet again. Dalmatians are completely white at birth, and then oh. their spots come out later on. Yeah. Oh, I actually learned that about um, watching with our godchildren. <laughs> we watched that Disney movie, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Right. I learned that oh. on that show. Disney's good for something. There are approximately 450 million goats around the world. Great, uh, greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. Is that? No. Okay. There is a shark called Goblin Shark, <laughs> which has only been seen around 50 times since its discovery in 1897. That's amazing. That's like uh, UFOs. But you know what? The ocean is, is very vast. It's very, very big. The so. desert is an uh, ocean with mm -hmm. its life underground. Oh, that's America. Go ahead. And I like that song. An adult lion's roar is so loud, it can be heard up to five miles away. It reminds me of somebody uh, that's mad, that gets mad at me. Um, you can hear the roar five miles away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty loud if you could hear it five miles away. A polar bear's outer fur is called guard hair. You should have had us get Oh, us. okay. Well, when I come to another one. Well, we only got a minute. All right, here it is. We got 50 Surrey, seconds. Surrey, S-U-R-I. Surrey phobia is the fear of what? Surrey phobia. My phone when I <laughs> ask Surrey for directions. <laughs> Surrey phobia <laughs> is the fear of mice. Oh. There are over 210 breeds of goats in the world. Frogs don't drink water. They absorb water through their skin. Hey, we'll be back Monday and look all over uh, everywhere for the best of of Native Roots Radio. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. See you next week. Ho-wah. Uh.